It's Two Brain Radio. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf tactics to help you improve your fitness business and move you closer to wealth. And now, here's your host, the most interesting man in fitness, Chris Cooper. This episode is brought to you by BoxProgramming.com. One of the underlying things that we teach in the Two Brain Business University and in our mentoring program is how to value your time. And that is spending time on roles that will actually grow your business and get you closer to a perfect day instead of roles that just take up a lot of time. A lot of people are scared to do this math, to figure out what they're actually making in the hours that they're spending doing stuff like cleaning and sometimes programming. The old way of thinking is that your programming is your secret sauce, but we all know now that that's not why people come to your box. I've been writing programs for people for literally 20 years, and Jason Brown is better at it than I am. Jason Brown's BoxProgramming.com saves me about five hours a week of coming up with optimal programming for people. It's fun, people love it, and I can use that time to build my business, do more important things, or just sit in a lawn chair, frankly. For 200 bucks a month, it's one of the best investments you can make in your gym. Think about how much time you spend programming, divide those hours into 200, and you'll see how cheap the program actually is for the amount of value and care that Jason puts into this stuff. Go to boxprogramming.com to learn more. If you're a gym owner, where do you turn when you need help? There's a great chance you're going to look to Facebook to find other people who own gyms. And when you do, you're probably going to find your way to the affiliate owners group led by John Manser, my guest today. My name is Chris Cooper, and every week on this podcast, I try to ask bigger questions and tell bigger stories that will give you stuff you can take action on on Monday to make your gym business better. John Manser is from Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for the Box Pro Summit, and it also happened to be his birthday. So I drove an hour out to his box. I took John out for lunch, and I asked him about the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of the AOG, the best questions he's ever been asked, and why some questions aren't good, and why some people get removed, and why meaningful discussion has to happen within certain boundaries, and how you push those boundaries by asking bigger questions and telling better stories. This is an important interview for anybody who's ever been in the AOG, but it's also really important for anyone who needs to lead a growing tribe. It's really easy to take John's answers about his Facebook group and apply them to your own gym. I hope you do that. As you're listening to this, take lots of notes. But when you're done, send John an email. Let him know how much you appreciate him and the hard work and the work of the moderators who work every day in the AOG through his abundance mindset. John Manser. John Manser, welcome to Two Brain Radio. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. So John, maybe um, everybody knows your name in the CrossFit world, but nobody knows your story. Can you share that with us? Yeah. uh, I was, I, I, you know, I played college tennis, um, was a triathlete, played competitive volleyball, was a long distance cyclist for, for a, you know, a number of years. And I was having trouble. Uh, I was an IT uh, consultant road warrior type. So I was having trouble um, staying fit when I get longer gigs, especially when I had to travel a lot. Okay. And uh, I luckily ran into CrossFit. One of my friends was starting a box. I was doing some charity work for cancer. I wanted to have a table to try and get some athletes in to get on my team to help fight cancer. And she said, well, you know, you can do that. But if you're not a CrossFitter, you're not going to connect with them. Okay, can I try a class? 
And here I am, I'm able to, you know, ride a hundred miles at a time at a pretty fast clip is like, I'm in pretty good shape. This shouldn't be so bad. Yep. And uh, I tapped out of a 20 minute AMRAP about 15 minutes in had to take two minutes off before I could finish it. And it just really opened my eyes. And I, um, I drank the Kool-Aid that first day and I've just never stopped, honestly. And then, uh, then it became more than just me getting fit. And I saw the transformative powers of virtuosity and, uh, just being able to try to perfect things. Right. So not only my movements, you know, getting hip crease below knee at, at the box, but now it's like, can I be a better dad? Can I be a better employer, employee, all that stuff. Right. So mm -hmm. it just, that's when the cloud went off. And at some point I said, well, this is too good for me to not share. This is what's, this is what my life's calling is about. I've always wanted to be of service. This transforms people at a molecular level. I had to share it. So I rolled the dice and CrossFit Dynamo became real about four and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, we're down here in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, at some point, though, you said, I'm going to take this online and solicit the advice of other owners or the opinions. Yeah. So what happened then? Well, I, you know, one thing is uh, I try not to take myself too serious. And I'm smart enough to know that I'm not very smart. So if I can, if I can learn from other people's lessons, right. Yep. Why make them right. Oh, yeah. Cause for me, I'm a little bit older than the average owner and I'm taking a risk. I'm put, putting my savings into this and all that stuff. Cause I really built out my box. I, I started with a big picture and it's like, I can't fail. So, right. right. So, okay. Let me find some other owners, figure out what they did wrong. Don't make that same mistake. Go forward. So that was the first thing it was selfish. Is I was just going to surround myself with people who had been in the business for a while, so I didn't make the same mistakes. And then it's grown into a lot more than that. So why why start a group on Facebook? Because at the time, like the CrossFit message board was still active, or more active than it is now. Yeah. Um, I tried that a little bit, and um, everybody at the time was just on Facebook. Mine just stayed up all the time. Me going into the uh, HQ forum... It's just, it was a little, I wouldn't call it glitchy. It was just kind of, you know, clunky. You couldn't get around in it very easy. You didn't necessarily find the best answers. And, uh, Facebook just seemed to be the thing to do. So that's just kind of where I, I was enamored with Facebook at the time, I guess. So it just seemed like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Even right from the get go though. I mean, the, one of the big attractions to the affiliate owners group has always been that, um, it's not under the thumb of HQ, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but HQ is in there. You know? Yeah, uh, um, from different groups. The Russells yep. are in there. The uh, part of the legal department's in there. And I didn't know necessarily who they were. Yeah. A lot of times I would just admit people, right? If they, if I went, you know, back in the day when I was just kind of first building this, I would go to a profile and look at that. And as long as they looked like they were CrossFitty, they were in. CrossFitty. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So um, it's like the more the merrier. Let's, let's get the party, the more perspectives I could get on this. I, you know, I was happy when we had 150, 200 people in it. Yeah. And now we're, we're at 10,000, right? Uh, we crossed 10,000 last week. That's amazing. Man. Congrats. It? That's real testament to your dedication here. Um, no, it's not just mine. I've had a lot of help. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that too, uh, because I really want to talk about like managing groups and optimizing groups and stuff like that. Sure. But before we get there, like, was there ever any friction from HQ? Because it's always been called the CrossFit Affiliate Owner Training. Uh, surprisingly not. Okay. I actually reached out to them. It's like, you know, I, I know, I realized that I'm uh, misusing your trademark. Uh, I don't have the, the right to do that. 
you let me know <clears throat> what I need to do, if anything. Um, and at that time, Facebook had rules. So when I finally figured it out and that there were, you know, top legal guys in there, I was like, well, they'll tell me sooner or later. Um, I'll just be ready for that day. But um, I, I was forthright with them. And the reason they let me get away with it, one is I don't make anything off of it. Right. I, I don't have a vested interest in it. And um, I'm just here to help. And I think they like it. And the fact that they don't necessarily use it, but it, I, I believe it allows them to have a pulse on what's going on with their ownership. It's definitely one of the uh, key places that they can get that kind of insight. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just speaking, I, I, I don't have any in-depth conversations with them. I'm just guessing that's why they let me allow me to stay around. Well, I have, and that's what they say. Okay, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. No, I mean, they, they're definitely paying attention. So, um, all right, John, let's talk about the first days. Like, um, the first few people to sign up, where did they come from? How did they find the group? Oh, let's see. Uh, some of the owners I knew in Atlanta. Okay. And then I would ask them to reach out to other owners that they knew. Okay. And then the, the you know, the, the tipping point early on is somehow um, – I connected with uh, Lori Summers. She's a CrossFit Centennial out of uh, Centennial, Colorado, which is south of Denver, okay. south, of, south of Denver. Yep. And she, she's got two or 3,000, you know, connections on Facebook. Most are CrossFit. I saw her as just the mayor of CrossFit. And so I told <laughs> her, just be. spread the word far and wide. This is yep. what we're doing. I'm going to make you an ad band. I uh, gave her some skin in the game. Okay. Um, you know, told her what I was trying to do. She was on board and she spread it, spread it out. And we, you know, we blew up to like 500 pretty quickly after that. So what year, what's the timeline here? 500? Uh, probably, actually, probably before I opened in June of 2012, we were already to that because oh, I wow. had, I was learning lessons before I opened. That's smart. Yeah. Right. Because I was building out this um, warehouse and again, I was, I was looking for anything and everything. What's the best flooring? What's the, you know, yeah. uh, I won't go into scrubbers or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, refrigerated, let's, uh, liquids. Let's, let's just but, ask the big question. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yeah. So I was, again, I, I don't like to make some mistakes, okay. right. And, but I know that I was in some water that, that wasn't necessarily used to, I'm used to running companies, not population facing. I usually work with other IT professionals. So it was a big world for me to, to kind of make that, that leap. Okay. That's interesting. How have the questions from those early days changed from what you see now? I, back in the day, things were super simple, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and today they, there are, I mean, there's some threads on there right now that are talking about, you know, are you, you know, just certain angles of marketing, um, such as are you, are your pictures, John Swanson's doing this right now. Are your yep. pictures really relating to the demographic that you're going for or that you have in your box? Yeah. Wicked smart. Right. Great threat. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I, I was like, oh, you mean I just can't put any picture out there and, you know, it's going to work? Mm -hmm. No. You got to, you know, you've got to, especially in today's day and age with so much noise going on, you have to be very specific about what you're trying to get across. And uh, so I think that kind of stuff, that's that next level type stuff. So now we're hopefully not talking about scrubbers and fit aid and uh, what kind of cleansers to use on the floor as much as, you know, how do, because CrossFit's changing, right? Mm -hmm. um, we, it's no longer just, you know, I, you got some kettlebells, a barbell and a door, come on in. You know, now it has to be even more about the 
overall experience than what it used to be just a hard workout. Do you see like any questions that have disappeared? Like, oh, that was a 2012 problem and we've solved it and now everybody knows the answer. Does that exist in any case? No, some stuff always will come up. Okay. You know, mainly as a joke now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think we've gotten better at, there was a time when we were cutting our teeth, I'd say around, around 2000 people, I used to spend at least an hour a night going through and accepting and rejecting stuff after my long day here. And we got to 1500 or 2000 and something happens in Facebook where the mechanism starts showing it to other people that might be interested in your group. And we start exploding. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's when I took on, it wasn't just me and Lori anymore. It was me and I went out and got seven admins. Like you're going to take Monday, you're going to take Tuesday, you're going to take, you know, so they were doing all that kind of stuff. And things got a little rowdy in there because people, you know, you would ask the, the basic questions and people would say, go search for it and, and be kind of jerks about it. Okay. Um, so there were, there were a lot of times where I had to be kind of like the sheriff and slap people around a little bit and remind them that we're all in this together. So I don't, I think people have figured out and they're more savvy just about Facebook in general and how to search now, even on their phone. So I think a lot of the more basic questions have gone away. I won't say you'll never see another fit aid versus kill cliff, uh, question, but, um, it's definitely not what what it used to be, mm-hmm. right? Even though even though it moves faster now, because at one point I was not only handling requests, but I was looking at every post, make wow. sure it wasn't salesy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So um, then it then it's, it's just you know it, that thing moves the speed of light now. Everybody's got something to say or something to ask. We're at 10,000. So it's, it's just going to happen. It's the wild west in there a little bit. So is it, it, it's obviously okay that these questions are being asked because people, they haven't searched, That's, right? Yeah. The message is what we've always tried to do is like, look, you guys that are in here that are older. Yes. Great. You know, the answer, share it, mm. right? That abundance mentality that you and I, you know, yeah. which you, you basically taught me what the word was for it long way back when. If you don't have anything nice to say, you can hide that post. Yeah. Just don't be a jerk about it, right? Unless somebody that just learned, they want to answer that question, right? So let them. Instead of saying you're block, you're buggering up my feed, fine. Just hide it, and you can go about your business and not be worried about it. So I think I think that's happened a lot too. And then uh, honestly, you know, I mean, we weeded that garden mm. pretty strongly from time to time, and I think the consistency of that gets the word out that. Okay. We're not going to play, right. you know, um, we're 10,000 strong. We don't need you. Right. If you want to be in the sandbox, you play nicely with everybody else. So okay. I, I think that's had something to do with it too. Obviously there's a need for moderation, right? Yes. And you just said that you were doing it like an hour, two hours a night after yeah. your class. So how did you recruit the first moderators? What were you looking for? And how, what did you tell them? What instruction did you give them? I was pretty naive. I, I'm not connected like you were, right? I would, I, I asked for people that just wanted to help. Okay. And if I, and, and I basically put it as this, if you find that this forum has been helpful for you, I need help now. Right. If you want to be a part of this and give back to the community that, you know, is feeding you or whatever, this is what I need. And then once I got seven, I, I, I took the first seven. I didn't know who they were. Maybe I took the first, you know, I looked at the first night. I wanted to get some, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to get some women in there. A lot of the guys obviously jump on that. I wanted to get a European or Australian 
feel for it too. Smart. So just because we have our own little closed secret, super secret group where we talk about all you guys, um, <laughs> and, um, because I used to make, you know, I used to shoot from the hip early on and I would just, my compass was the compass of the group and my compass is pretty good, but it's not great. Um, so I'm open to consensus, make creating consensus and, and, uh, admitting where I might have a prejudice against some issue where they said, look at this side of it. And it's like, okay, cool. We'll let that stay. Or we don't have to ban this guy. I don't think he understood blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's fine. That happens again. Obviously you go out and reach out to him. Right. So it's just been very helpful to kind of like smooth out, you know, if I haven't had enough caffeine or not. <laughs> so, yeah. Go eat a Snickers, John. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, that's great. So you're responding instead of reacting. But um, how do you police the police? Like what kind of what kind of guidance do the moderators have in this situation? When I've got a whole onboarding process for them, right? Okay. Because, right, you know, at, at one point, Laurie came up with the idea. It's like, well, you know, they got a, a list of L1s. Because, you know, at one point, it was just me and Laurie figuring out, are they crossfitting? And then it's like, well, no, there's a standard, right? If you want to be an owner, you have to have an L1. We got a list of L1s. Great. Either they have it or not. They'll be in or not based on that. So I created four or five pages of here's the process for vetting each request that comes in. Mm-hmm. And you follow that to the, to, the, to the letter of the law. If they contact me, I'll make a final. So, because sometimes there's like a business manager or a wife or something GM, that's yeah. helping run the business, but they don't have an L1. And sure. I'll make a you know, concession for that. But um, so they come on. I tell them, this is basically your role, and it's that's expanded too. At one point, it was just, you do the request queue, I'll set the culture for this box, or, or for, for the forum. And um, over time, because there's so much going on, and I cannot see all of it, you know, we made some rules about, first of all, if it doesn't get reported, a lot of times I'm not going to go slap people on the wrist just because. Yeah. Um, and then, but then some of my admins who are more active in the group from time to time or catch something I miss, they'll bring it up to my attention and then we'll talk it, we'll talk it out. Right. You know, his intention's good. Does anybody know this guy? Can we get him to restate it in a way that's not salesy? Right. That's more abundant. Yeah. Right. Well, give we'll an example. That, I right? mean, oh yeah, yeah. Cause I've been on the other side of that too. Yeah, and yeah. I know, uh, so I you, haven't pulled any punches with you. So. No, exactly. Right. You got to be fair. So, um, have you ever had an admin who didn't want to uphold that standard and you had to remove them. And I'm asking because a lot of people listening to this are going to be taking these lessons and applying it to their own membership, Mm -hmm. to groups that they manage uh, in their workplace, CrossFit or not, or maybe just to their coworkers. Yeah, I would say, I don't remember firing any of my admins. Now we've gone through some Mm -hmm. basically because they can't give me that day anymore. Well, it's right? a lot of work. It is. It's a great deal of work. I mean, uh, you're each of those admins, and you know, I will thank them from time to time, especially on their birthday or whatever. They could spend an hour a day on their day mm-hmm. working the queue. An hour. Why do they do that? Uh, they care about the community. Yeah. They care about every one of those owners, prospective owners that are in there. So I haven't had to fire anyone because everybody that comes and volunteers, their heart's in the right place, right? And they are usually, man, I'm really sorry, John feel like I'm letting you down. I feel like I'm letting the group down, but this is, I'm going in this direction. There have been some times where they resign just because they lost their box. Right. Right. So, and I do want pretty much active owners um, making those decisions for the group. I've been asked by some people that do marketing for a box 
or they, whatever. And I want an owner, right? Because Makes they sense. have the best perspective on what's right or what's wrong for the groups. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. I, I don't believe I've ever fired anyone. Somebody's going to say, well, you, you know, you didn't treat me well, <laughs> whatever, but I can't remember ever. I'm just grateful to have the help. And when we have an opening, it gets filled within 15 minutes. It's crazy. I'm sure the, 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 the form is just so, so giving. So talk to us about the abundance mindset. What do you, what do you mean by that in your own words? Uh, it is uh, giving of your skills to the people that need them around you without uh, necessarily getting or expecting anything in return. Okay. okay. Um, so I believe that if we all work like that and we all give, uh, the world will be a better place. And I know everybody doesn't feel the same way <laughs> and that's okay. You have a, you have the uh, right to, to live your life the whole way. But I, I, I feel like I'm not going to talk it if I'm not going to walk it. So that's, that's just the way it is. You know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships and that's, that's what we're looking to do, right? Help first. Mm. You know, I think, you know, a little bit about that <laughs> uh, and, um, and just see what happens. Um, I tend to believe in karma. Okay. If you put good positive vibes out there, something good will come to you. Maybe not in your time frame, but it will come to you. So I'm patient. I try to just do what's right in in all situations, and hope for the best. I guess I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I, I have a pretty fortunate life, so I think it works. Okay. So with the abundance mindset in mind, and I mean. When do you know that it's time to remove somebody from the group, you know, and and I'm hoping that people listening to this will take this lesson back to their own box and say, okay, I've got this problem member. They have to go. So what, what's your criteria? Well, uh, you have to set expectations. Okay. Right. It's not fair for people to, to expect people to read your mind. Okay. So either an employee contact, if it's a coach or a membership contract, you need to understand what you're getting yourself into, mm-hmm. right? And and the rules that you need to abide to be a part of the community I've created. Yes, this is a CrossFit box. That's the service, but the product is really uh, the community and culture. That's what I started mine for. Uh, fitness is just a byproduct. So you need to understand that stuff, right? So we've got a pen post, and it's my running joke. Nobody ever reads it. But, um, you know, it's got all the guidelines on how to be, right? Right. And so if somebody comes in there, and they start selling Ray-Bans or whatever, um, they're well, immediately that's gone. That's an easy one, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's an easy one. We, I used to band out of hand. I just, it's like, I don't have, you're wasting my time. When I'm spending an hour or two hours on this list cultivating it, you're wasting my time. I don't need you. Bye. Sometimes they ask to come back. Sometimes they just think I'm a jerk, whatever. I don't, that's the way it was. We're a little bit more lenient now because more people have a say. Mm-hmm. And more people show me a perspective, maybe, or maybe you know, maybe I haven't taken into consideration. Um, and if somebody, if somebody will, vouch, if one of the admins will vouch for somebody, that's cool. But that's on them now if they do something else, right? So it's now on my admin to go explain to them, read the pin post. This is what it means. You give without the intention of trying to create business for yourself. Okay, right, and that that's generally the philosophy. And, and that's what I go for. So letter of law is one thing, but the, the philosophy of it uh, is the other. And so sometimes we'll just say, yeah, this person is way out of, they're, they're here for one reason, one reason only, and they're gone. And there's other people, you can actually do searches, and I'm sorry, I'm running on, but you can look at somebody 
and you can see all the comments that they've made, right? You can see all the threads, all the posts, and it's not just me. You, we all can do it in mm-hmm. the search. You just put their last name or first name in. You can find everything, and we'll we'll say like, this guy is really trying to help, or this lady really come up with some really good stuff. I'm going to give her a pass. We need to talk to her. Okay. Right? Who's going to do that? Great. All right. And it usually doesn't happen again. They're usually very, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure I, I banned some people that didn't realize what they were doing. And I, I felt kind of sorry about that. But, you know, at the time, that's what I was much more tightly wound than I am now. Well, and I, I think the interest of the group trumps maybe making a few mistakes too. Yeah. I think for the most part, we've done a pretty good job. It's been almost, you know, almost five years now. Yeah, exactly. And, and for the most part, People play by the rules. I love it. So this is a big question, John, but like oh there, there are other groups who that have started on Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, you know, and it's CrossFit affiliate owners. It's got the name. They're just not gathering any momentum. You yeah. know? So why does the AOG continue to explode and these other groups are barely getting like two and three posts a day? I'm not sure because I'm not in any of those other groups. Mm-hmm. My group suffices me for everything that I ever needed. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like my box. I, I really don't worry about what other boxes are doing in my area. We have some really good boxes in our area and I'm sure they're doing some great things. I listen to my members and I figure out what they need and I bring it to them. I don't necessarily me too, whatever another box is doing. So I have no idea what the other forms are doing. I, I believe that we grow because we have always tried to act in a consistent, fair manner of, of just having some integrity, right? We don't put up with a bunch of sales, salesy stuff or gamesmanship. I'll call, I don't call anybody out, but I will call the situation out. And sometimes I'll go on a long ass rant, mm-hmm. you know, and it seemed we, we just, we just set a tone. And I think it's a tone that most owners appreciate. So I think that's why we work. Do you think generally in life now, can you take that same tone of, you know, we want you to excel, but here are some clear guidelines. Does, you know, does that help in a box? Does that help you as a dad? Yes. And I don't want to necessarily draw the analogy that everybody in the forums, my child, mm-hmm. but I hope my ex-wife isn't listening to this. Probably not, but I she's know not, my, I, <laughs> my, uh, my child we'll discuss notes, me and my ex, because we, um, even though we split up anything and everything we do is for the betterment of my, my boy, Alex, she says, you know, he won't listen to me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, he's perfect for me. Now I'm the other, every other week, dad, but, um, he listens to me. He jumps. He says how high when I ask him to do things. And that's, I believe it's because I've always set standards and been very consistent with, you know, having consequences for actions if they don't get accomplished. You know, I mean, we, we back up, right? Kids will always probe you to see where the weaknesses are. So I, I think to some, some degree that plays a huge part in your building of your culture and your box, your, your community. If you're, com- if you're consistent, if you do not kowtow to what I'll call the special snowflake mentality where they have to be treated differently. Now I've lost revenue. Because I won't do this. But people understand that they have to assimilate to our culture rather than feel like they're always having to be treated special. Uh, and that creates a, a, a big cohesiveness within a box. 
And I believe that long-term boxes have to have uh, several things. They have to have good coaching. They have to have a great culture and they have to have just a consistency day to day. And so that consistency is, is, is they have an expectation every time they go in the box, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to at least hit that level uh, on the daily. So our queuing is going to be consistent to a certain degree. Um, so my coaches, just because you have your L1 doesn't mean you get to, to coach here. You've got your own little private L1A that you have to go in with me. And, you know, you have to be able to spot dysfunction and you, you got to show me you care, all, all that good stuff. But we're, we're extremely consistent. And I think um, I've got some long-term members that like me mainly because I have integrity and I'm going to do what's right rather than what makes me a buck in any situation. Mm-hmm. And that hurt me early on, but it's really helped me flourish lately. Interesting. Other lessons learned, you know, I mean, you, you get to see this flow of traffic, this flow of opinion, mm-hmm. right? If, mm-hmm. if not always advice. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some <laughs> of the best lessons that you've picked up from this? The best lessons are always about those that help me figure out or, or, or the, the theme about connecting with your members. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the mistake I made is I'm, I'm extremely analytical. I feel like I have a good eye for dysfunction. I can fix you, your technique. But especially when I was working too much, slightly burned out those first couple of years, I was an automaton mm-hmm. and I would fix them. I could get them to move better. I could give them a PR, but I, was, uh, I couldn't, I didn't connect very well. My way of caring for them was to get them to be better physically. Right. And that's great. That's not what people are all about. So now we still do that, but now we also show that we care while we're doing it. I do a much better job now of getting to know them that when they first came in, yeah, I'll get you in good shape, but we didn't have any kind of goal oriented programs. We didn't have anything that let me <clears throat> go back three, six months, three, six, nine months later. How are we doing on our short, medium and long-term goals? Um, now I've got a report. It's available to all the coaches. Everybody knows what everybody's working on. And when I see a clump of people with the same goal, I do something about it, right? We're going to set up a seminar or I'm going to set up a special, uh, set up a special course mm-hmm. or, or a seminar that day to work on double unders or something. When I get enough people that I think will be interested in and I don't necessarily charge. It's just like, look, we're listening. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Right. So it's it, the, the threads that connect show that, so people that you can connect to them are the best, in my opinion. Sorry, that's a long answer. No, that's the perfect answer, man. What What about stuff that you've picked up from the group and tried and it didn't work out? Do you have any examples of that stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, as a proud owner, I once had – we sell up to a yearly membership okay. with some kind of you know bulk discount, right? Uh, and this family was decided to go on a three-week vacation in June. So they asked, well, you know, what could we do? And I reminded them because I picked this up from the freaking group is like, would you ask your utilities to do that? That is, I mean, that I got, they didn't leave, but the, 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 uh, dad was not very happy with me for several months. Mm. Right. And I, I had to do a lot of kowtowing to get back on his good side just because it's a little bit prideful and you have to understand they're coming from, if you don't ask, 
you know, you don't, you're not going to receive anything. Mm. And um, I think it spawned another thread about why do people ask us for that? And that became really interesting is because we're much more accessible than a nameless, faceless corporation. Sure. And you have to take that into consideration and you have to have a very good, very fast 25 words of why you're not going to do that. That doesn't make them feel bad. Right. And, but doesn't make you feel too prideful. Hmm. So I did that and I almost lost it. Uh, somebody that takes yearly memberships for me. And that's a big chunk of change. Don't piss those people off and don't take everything that you see on the group for granted that it works because not everybody's an owner in there. We are in here to help prospective owners and people shoot from the hip. You better think twice about anything and everything you see in there because some of it's trolling and some of it's just, well, it's not my box. Let them do what they want to do. You know oh I mean? yeah. Or I've tried this one thing and it worked for me in my particular situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's the best thing ever I get. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so what stops you then? Like when you see something like that come up, like let's say that today somebody gets on your group and gives that exact same advice. Yes. Like when a client says, I'm going away for three weeks, you just say to them, you wouldn't ask, you know, the utilities to, sh to mm -hmm. refund, you know, what stops you from like just deleting that whole comment? Because, uh, one, now I've experienced it, it might be, it probably would behoove me to say, well, you know, that really didn't work for me. Try this. Mm -hmm. You know, if I really, if I really cared. Uh, and, and like I said, the volume is just too big for us at this point. It, you know, you, you got to, you're big boys in there. If you're owning a box right now, you've made a big jump. You better be thinking for yourself. And I've always tried to stay away. I, I don't feel like I have all the right answers. Okay. I've never, I've always tried to come into this and it's in the pen post. We are all equals. We all are excellent at some things and we're going to be crap at others. So share the good things that you, that you know, that work, you know, as egalitarian as we can make it. So I don't feel like I always have the best answer and I've hopefully I've never come across that way on the group. My job is to facilitate everybody else's conversation. But when I, if I see something like that, Right now, because I think it's so important, I would, I would comment on that. And I'm not going to delete it because I think it's important. I think it's for, important for people to see it because, yeah, I feel the same way. I'm going to tell that guy off. And then they see my comment and it maybe saves them a couple thousand dollars in, in annual revenue. That, I think that's abundant. So what else have you picked up from the group that you, like, did work and now you practice that in the box and uh, maybe you would never have come up on it with it on your own or at least that quickly. I still love the wad and wine. The wad and wine. That's yeah. the, that's probably the most favorite thing that's ever come out of that group for me just because it's, it was a way for us to break down some barriers with some people that would not necessarily ever touch CrossFit. Interesting. I, I love that one probably the most. Um, the new you thing has been really successful for me personally. I'm glad that I got that. I, that I sniffed that out on the on the forum. I, I, you know, there's been some DIY stuff that's worked for me as well. Okay. I, I, I can't think of anything right now, but um, there's tons of cool cool ideas out there. If I'm a brand new affiliate and I join the forum today, right, and I know, okay, I got to search for a topic. Um, you know, what are some of the top ones that I should be reading? One how to create that general inflow. Are you going to do some kind of maybe the first group of 30 original OGs, you know, that you're going to either 
You know, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to incent people to do to get in? Because when you first open, you just need to be training people, right? You're not necessarily there to make some money. I still believe the strongest marketing that you can do is word of mouth and transforming people in front of their friends. Mm. So you've got to get people in the door, right? I don't believe in discounting all that much, but um, giving away and earning some business and, and making them feel a part of this movement, I think is really important to get that snowball rolling. So I would think as a, you know, day one owner, that's probably the most important um, thread that you probably need to be looking at. I don't know. There's some, there's some posts out there about what equip, equipment to buy. I yeah. think that's probably important because some people will buy dumbbells right yeah. off. We don't use a ton of dumbbells, right? So maybe somebody's got a list. Uh, there's a bunch of files out there. Go, you know, you can go through files. You can, you can go find contracts. You can go find uh, with the members. You can find contracts for your employees. I know you've uploaded a, good, a great deal of stuff that people just need to. Mm. It's basic stuff, you know, processes of the box and all that kind of stuff. Just, just to document as you're learning stuff, you know, and writing it down so that at some point you can trail blaze something else and backfill it with a member of something that's interested in doing training. Right. So I, I would guess I would look at some of the basics, the basic documents that they have. And I don't know. I mean, once a week we're going to get the question of like, how do you guys market to get more people into your door? Uh, sure. That's, yep. you're going to have to do a lot of reading mm. for that because not one, one size doesn't fit all there, but I would say those would be the three things. Okay. Set up your processes in house, um, and figure out a way to handle that first group of people so you hook them so deep they don't they they never want to leave. What about problems that maybe you've avoided here at Dynamo uh, because you saw them on the board? You know, this is something that I tell our mentoring clients all the time: is like look at AOG and look at the problems that other people are having, mm -hmm. and make sure you never have those problems, yeah. right? Because there's just so many people in there that, yeah, things are going to come up in boxes that haven't come up in your box yet. So what are some things that you've avoided here? That's a hard question for me because because we never had it. I don't know if we avoided it sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not trying to parry the, the question away, but because we've had problems in the box. I mean, I've had mass exits, yep. you know, because we we did something. I guess one thing I'm doing better now and well, I didn't avoid it. It's just, you know, I didn't give career paths to my coaches very well on, you know, I just needed some help. Yeah. Right. So I, I that's a hard question for me. I don't know. Okay. I, I you just, that group has been so good for all, just all kinds of stuff. It, it when you're going to avoid something, I guess you're just going to have to read it and, Oh, I never even thought about that being a problem. Yeah. Right. And this is what I can do. I'm sure there's stuff that I did. Nothing's coming to mind though. No, I'm sorry. Not a problem, man. So what's the future of the AOG? I mean, the biggest question people are going to have listening to this is, is this thing going to go away? Technically, it could go away tomorrow based on HQ. They have the okay. right to do that. Yeah. And, um, but I've kept open and honest communications up with them. Now, I don't talk with them all the time, but they know where I sit. They know what I'm trying to do. And they see that we do it consistently. So I don't expect it to go away, but it could. And that's CrossFit's right to do so. And I, if they do, they do. And, and they have every right to do it. I'm not going to be mad. At one point, I got a little bit uh, shocked 
you know, because they were, they did come down on about three or four other sites at one time. So I created this little affiliation face page, uh, fan page that's like read only. Um, and I would, I could open that up at some point to get people to come over there and we could still have something that wouldn't be, that wouldn't have the CrossFit name in it. So do I have a plan B? Yes. But honestly, I didn't do a very good job of who's in there right now. I just approved anyone and everyone that came over and I'm sure there, I would have to do a big clearing out process mm. uh, with that as well. So we've got a plan B um, if we have to, but I don't see as long as we continue to uphold what we stand for, I don't think HQ will ever, ever. What about from your perspective? I mean, it. I know it still takes a lot of time and energy. You know, um, and I have to give credit to my my admin. I guess at the beginning of the year, things changed for me, and I gave a lot more uh, power to my admins on patrolling because I, I just couldn't handle it, and they're doing a great job. Um, and I'm not going to mention anyone in particular, but there's several that have huge tact. They're very well connected. They can talk to people, talk them down from situations where I would have a, an hour argument over chat with someone. This, and I just give it, they just say, I got it. And they take care of it. And I don't spend as much time. I lost two admins within a couple months. And I, I took over there two days for a while just to make sure I could feel what the group was doing. And I just feel those positions maybe a month, two months ago. And everything just flows so smoothly. I just get called in every once in a while now. And it's kind of like at the box, right? Um, if I create a new service or something, I figure it out. I know exactly how I want it done. I write it up and then I backfill it. And I train somebody to go do it for me. And um, I, I really just feel like I'm really lucky with some exceptionally good admins right now that are just keeping the ship upright. And I, I barely have to touch the, the steering wheel at this point. Yeah, I don't think that's luck. Um, okay, so, you know, what happens when you say, I'm not going to do this anymore? You know, does somebody else take over? What happens yeah. to the group? I, I, I will, uh, you know, hand it over to Lori, and Lori will say, F you. And then, um, you know, um, the admins that have a really good track record and know that they'll handle it in the in the way I kind of would want it. They're not going to ask what would John do, but uh, you know, I know it'll be in good hands and I'll just pass it over. What final question, what is the potential upside for you in all this? Like there are people in there uh, who have a, a golden lining to the cloud in mind, right? Like a lot of the times yeah. and uh, maybe I'm the worst one. Maybe I go in there and I post content and eventually I know people are going to find their way to a paid mentorship. You post value. Okay. You post value. Um, there are several others that post value. Yes. Is that kind of a dangling hook? Great. But you're bringing value to that group. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. People are smart enough to, to want to know more about it or whatever, but you, especially you give without any thought of necessarily receiving anything from it. You do it. You've always done it from the right place. Now, yes, you're out on your own now. It's a little bit different, but, um, just because that's happened, you're still you're still consistently the same person you were I met four and a half years ago. Oh, thanks, man. Right? So, I, you know, as long as people know my boundaries, understand it, understand the spirit of what I'm trying to do, they're just trying to help. So it's okay for them to benefit from it. That's well, abundance, right? That is the abundance mindset. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, but what is in this for you at the end? Nothing. Nothing. And that's 
that's what I think people don't understand is they think that there's a, a massive payout for John Manser here other than the value of performing the service itself. And that, is that enough? Yeah. Wow. Thanks, John. <laughs> My pleasure. Amazing. <laughs>